This is WNXS News with your anchors, Kit Harding, Jake E, ISO on Esports, and Diz on Product Forecast. Welcome to WNXS News, your nexus for magic news. I'm Jank E. And I'm Kit Harding. Our top story. After many announcements and reminders to go see those announcements, we finally got the big announcement for which we all were waiting. Hopefully this is the last time we get to use the word announcement this many times in a row, but in this hobby, one never knows. You know, that's fair. To our listeners, this story will be somewhat lengthy, so buckle up and strap in. We'll first mention that there's a new secret lair super drop available at the moment, but we'll let ISO take that one a little bit later as Diz is out sick this episode. We'll also mostly be going from the closest release to the farthest release, starting with a bit more info about the upcoming Innistrad sets. Honestly, not much more was shared regarding them, except that official previews begin for Midnight Hunt on September 2nd, and more details about Crimson Vow will be coming along in October. The only real info regarding these sets that was revealed is that a new draft set is releasing early 2022 titled Innistrad Double Feature. It will feature cards from both Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt with special old-school horror movie-themed artwork on each card. Do you think we'll be able to see the zippers on the werewolf cards? Honestly, I hadn't considered it yet, but as long as Soren isn't wearing a high-collared cape and slicked-back hair, I'm feeling pretty positive about it. A product with no specified release date that got community attention was the unveiling of the newest Commander collection, this time in black. Featuring new printings of Commander staples like Toxic Deluge and Phyrexian Arena, this set will be available in foil and non-foil. The Commander Collection is the latest iteration of a product line that began as signature spellbooks. Having Planeswalker themes in that form focused on Jace, then Gideon, and then Chandra. Last year we saw the shift made to Commander Collections starting with green, and now we're on black. It's unclear whether this means that the next product in line will be another monocolor collection, such as a repeat of blue or red, or a multicolored set. It leads to much speculation, that's for sure. Coming on October 15th, a fresh take on the long-running Challenger deck series will be released, previously focused solely on the standard format, which we will see in April. This newest version will feature four decks tailored to the Pioneer format. The deck lists are pretty diverse, with a mixture of creature, combo, and mid-range. Each color finds itself here at least once, starting with Mono Red Burn. Classic cards like Monastery Swift Spear and Chandra Torch of Defiance are going to be in here, giving the deck a solid value level to match its power. Azorius Spirits is the most creature-heavy, with staples like Mausoleum Wanderer and Shacklegeist being placed in the deck list. Blue's other deck representation, however, is the Lotus Field combo deck, which also contains green and black. 
This deck is a little bit of a bear to pilot, but it's got all the key pieces that the deck's pilots know and love, and that its opponents know and hate. The final deck on the list is Orzhov Oraz, which is another that does exactly what it sounds like. The naming on these wasn't terribly creative, was it? Is it ever? Death and Taxes? Yes, I suppose that counts. Auras comes complete with white card advantage, like SRAM, Senior Artificer, and is ready and able to power through its opposition with high-powered swings. The next portion wasn't a product, but a play change. Namely, the announcement of store championships and more details of the already teased Commander Party. The way Commander players talk, I thought Commander was already a party. That's neither unfair nor untrue. However, in this instance, it's a themed event where players can pick a commander deck, join a faction, and play their way through a pre-made storyline focused on the new Innistrad blocks. Focused on the new Innistrad sets. Isn't that like the original Theros block pre-release events where players competed against an imaginary opponent? Yes, and the M15 ones where players had to compete against an imaginary Garrick. But... In this case, it's against actual people. And not terrifying inhuman constructs of Mishra made to overthrow Urza in a war to rule the multiverse? Been dipping into the early magic novels again, have we? Of course not. Early magic novels were terrible. Well, yes, they were. The store championships will begin in December, and in addition to the prizes for each championship, players receive a participation promo of Arbor Elf. The top eight players will get a promo of Collected Company, and winners will get a foil promo of Worm Coil Engine. These will be held on December 4th and 5th, just in time to have the fire of your competitive spirit chase away those winter chills. Finally, the time has come to discuss the four main sets of 2022, with rotation just around the corner, and four sets standard legality ready to be sucked into the mana vortex. We finally know what's around the corner to replace them. First up is the often speculated, hotly debated, but finally revealed Kamigawa Neon Dynasty! The first debate for the set came from players discovering that its domain name was registered and seemingly owned by wizards some time ago. So speculation has been rampant. Now that we see more about the set, the newest debate is about how the plane will be represented. We know the set will take place far in the future of the original Kamigawa block and will have a cyberpunk feel but will still contain the ninja and samurai components that players want from this plane. The next set is yet another divergence from the typical fantasy setting we see in this game, with Streets of New Capenna. This art deco set will be based around five three-color factions of crime families run by demons. Not just crime families. Crime families like old-timey gangster movies. Yeah, eh? The set art we've seen so far features a demon looking suspiciously like Obnixilis, but with pinstripe suit pants. This has earned him the fan nickname, Mobnixilis. We once more go home to Dominaria this summer in Dominaria United. This set will show us the aftermath of Bells and Locke's death and the second collapse of the Cabal. 
I think the next logical step for the Cabal is to rebuild around a matriarch, since we've already seen a patriarch die back in the time of Phage the Untouchable. About time the patriarchy falls. And speaking of time, the fall set for 2022 takes us back in time to a story of one of the most gifted artificers in Dominarian and magic history. And another guy who is just the absolute worst. Ooh, I know this one! I think everyone knows this one. That's right, everyone. It's time to witness the Brothers' War. Previously only seen through a handful of cards in Antiquities and the Urza block. And one set of novels. This time, the story will be told from the perspective of its participants through a full set. I told you there were going to be inhuman constructs of Mishra in this somewhere. We won't truly know that until the set's released. But how can there not be? Anticipation for a long-awaited second Mishra card is running incredibly high, so the set has a lot to live up to. While we're talking about time travel, let's go over to ISO to hear about the out-of-time super drop. Thank you, Kit. The super drop has five individual layers, and only two of them have any true overlap in theme. The first one is the most timely, especially with the upcoming Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. It's Kamigawa Inc. This layer shows five iconic legendary creature cards painted in a classical brushwork style, featuring Heartless Hidatsugu, Kami of the Crescent Moon, although he's without his signature personal moon, Michiko Kanda, Truth Seeker, and Riki, the history of... Sorry, ah. Michiko Kanda, Truth Seeker, Riki, the history of Kamigawa, and Toshiro Umizawa. I'm not surprised that the Kami is without that particular moon. It doesn't really feel like it would fit the art style properly. Eh, it wouldn't fit in with the art style on the next layer either, which is titled Teferi's Time Triple. Three iconic planeswalkers are being given an old border, art, and text box treatment, making them look fresh out of barrage. Dak Faden, Karn the Great Creator, and Teferi Time Raveler will each be brought back with this unique style, featuring art by classic magic artists Greg Staples, Adam Rex, and Mark Zug. Karn looks a lot like he did in his creature card, back when he was affectionately called Artie Shufflehead. I'm very confident that it really wasn't that affectionate. Anyway, next up, we have another two artist series. The first is by Johannes Fess, who drew four cards that come together to tell a story via a poem written by the man himself. Four cards drawn by his iconic hand are Sanctum Prelate, Carpet of Flowers, Sphere of Safety, and Karmic Guide. This is a solid batch of reprints that is definitely guaranteed to get value for any owners. Especially Carpet of Flowers. We are definitely not a finance podcast, but for reference, the price of one copy is the same as the non-foil version of this entire layer. The next start of series layer is by Thomas Baxa, known for Maelstrom Wander and Blightning. None of those are featured here, but four other classics will be. Obnixilis Reignited, Sliver Hivelord, Sire of Insanity, and Spellsky will all be featured with new artwork, each as monstrous looking as the last. Monstrous looking is right. Obnix has definitely been working out. He's got some ripped upper body muscles. Which glow. Apparently he's figured out how to make his blood run fire. You might even say that he's gotten hotter. I wouldn't know. I don't experience such things. The fifth and final secret layer is streamlined, sharp-cornered, and smooth-curved. 
The map is for Blockers Lair as a five-card product with art by Alexandra Chaudry. How the fuck do you say that? Chaudry? Alexandra Chaudry, each of which will start with a pattern of geometric shapes and become so much more. Brazen Borrower, Vindictive Lick, Meandering Tower Shell, Arin Frostfang, and Thragtusk, each do a fantastic job showcasing his special style. The fuck? The Super Drop is currently on sale and will be until September 14th. Jank. Thank you, Isa. We've gone through the main sets for the year, and even some of the supplementary sets. Some of these have seemed unbelievable and unexpected. That's an understatement. You both are terrible, and I see what you're doing. Shush, just let me have this. <sighs> Fine. Thank you. As listeners have likely surmised, thanks to ISO's spoil sport attitude, there is a brand new unset coming in 2022. Unfinity is due in the second quarter of the year and will have draft and collector boosters. This set will feature spaceships and all sorts of other silly things, which sounds like something we all need after last year and this year. Boy, you're telling me. We're most of the way through, but we'll take a brief break and then come to ISO for a quick refresher on the competitive scene. Hi, Janky here on behalf of MTGNexus.com. Are you looking for a site to talk about the latest magic news? Find new brews to take your decks to the next level. Talk about the latest topics? Ask people's advice. Listen to great interviews? Or just hang out? Have I got the website for you? MTGNexus.com has all this and more. You can even see us go head-to-head at twitch.tv slash mtgnexus and talk to us about the game. mtgnexus.com I'll see you there. I hope you like this place. It's gotten a really good review since the consulate was reformed and people could actually own businesses again. Me too. I've really been craving some chicken vindaloo lately. I am curious to try the butter chicken. I hear it's out of this plane. Mm, that does sound good. Right? Maybe we should start with some samosa as an appetizer. <sighs> There's just so many options. And it's such a good price, too. Ovia's really made this place a good lunch spot. Ovia Pasheri's homemade eateries. Come on down and try some. Welcome back! Isa, what's happening in organized play? Well, at the time of this episode's release, we'll be on day two of the Rivals and MPL Gauntlets. These will determine the final four of the World Championship picture. Three people from the MPL Gauntlet and one for the Rivals will be our final contestants. Each of these events holds a huge cast of famous names of the game, like LSV, Ivan Flock, Brad Nelson, and Javier Dominguez. We know there will be a tight competition for each of these spots, but some names do stick out. LSV is a Hall of Famer with an impressive record and has been very close to a seat at Worlds for several months now. Another Hall of Famer, Kai Buda, is up for a slot as well, along with big names like Reed Duke. 
Each tournament has the same structure, starting with six standard format rounds of Swiss on day one. These are best of three batches, with records carrying over to day two. Day two is basically the exact same thing, and whomever gets nine wins gets a top eight spot. The top eight will be a playoff bracket with best two out of three games, except for the world championship slot matches, which will be two out of three matches. Kit. Thanks, ISO. This huge announcement week episode is close to through, so let's get through the last few products and features. And then next week, we'll be back to covering more community stuff. We'll be focusing solely on the rest of the supplemental products for the year. After the popular success of the Commander Legends set, the community knew it would only be a matter of time before another one came along. That prediction has finally come true with the announcement of Commander Legends Baldur's Gate due to release in the second quarter of 2022. Much like Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, this is based on a highly popular Dungeons and Dragons setting. This will also feature the same foil etch treatment that first appeared in the original Commander Legends set. The next product in the lineup is another sequel set, but this time to a product that honestly had a hard time being found in its initial form. Double Masters 2022 is exactly what it sounds like, a second version of Double Masters, scheduled for third quarter 2022. We know next to nothing so far, but packs will be structured similarly with two rares and two foils per pack. However, due to the art we got to see, we can speculate that Aminachu is getting a long-awaited reprint. I know I've been waiting for it. The deck I run her in needs a foil copy. Last summer, we got the first edition of Jumpstart, and we've recently received Jumpstart Historic Horizons. Well, near the end of next year, we'll get Jumpstart 2022, which will be available in both paper and online formats, and will also function just like the other two sets, but with more possible pack variants than its first copies. There will also be something called a Booster Fun card treatment, because we always like it when people use that term, but we currently don't have any real idea what it will look like. That's the last of the regular types of products we expect from our annual releases, and that was a lot and we're now exhausted. But what about new product lines, like those Watsi hinted at this year? Well, Kit, we have two more secret layer notices for crossover sets, one for Street Fighter and one for popular battle royal game, Fortnite. All we know about these sets is that they'll exist and that Chun-Li's card will have multi-kicker. That does, in fact, fit. It most certainly does. The last two product updates that we received were both centered around more Universes Beyond sets, Warhammer 40k and Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth. For the Warhammer set, we know this will be a new cycle of commander decks that feature visual representations of classic parts of the game, and will be available anywhere you already buy your precons. Some pieces of artwork from the four decks were previewed, but as usual when Watsi does this type of announcement, there were no true details. For Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth, only one piece of artwork was revealed, Gandalf of the Shire. This art was absolutely gorgeous and featured Gandalf doing some of his signature fireworks at what appears to be Bilbo's 111st birthday party. This set is due to drop in 2023, but we already have a few key details. 
For one thing, it will be modern and historic legal, which is very unusual for a set like this. And though this has definitely sparked some discussion over whether this set should be legal in those formats at all, it'll definitely be an interesting change for them. We also know that it will come to Magic Online, Magic Arena, and paper cards that we already expected. We're also getting four new commander decks, as well as some special secret layers, and we know some of the key characters, like Aragorn, Frodo, and Gollum, will join Gandalf in card form. Now that we've gotten through all of them, looking back at some of these listed products, there are some unusual choices in this year's plans, but it at least feels like there's something for everyone. Maybe even too much for everyone? That's certainly been a topic up for debate for a while now, with more and more players saying they feel pretty burnt out with all the special sets, as well as the normal sets we've been getting. What with commander decks for each standard set, extra supplemental sets every year, numerous art treatments and booster pack types per set, it's really not hard to see why. And the upcoming year seems like it'll put the last one to shame with sheer product volume, so the concerns are growing even more urgent. Despite players vehemently and repeatedly expressing that they want Wizards to slow down on the number of products per year, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. But that would require listening to the players. Our final story this episode, the one announcement that we didn't touch on yet, isn't about a physical product, but one that can be consumed. Ugh, don't say it like that. I don't want to eat an anime. But isn't anime so tasty? Regardless, we now have an estimated airing time and basic plot for the Magic Netflix program. The show will focus on Gideon and Jace walking the planes and righting the wrongs. Or at the very least, attempting to. There's also a scheduled prequel novel to give us a starting point for the show's version of the storyline, which will be released in the second half of next year, not long before the show. One member of the cast was revealed, with Brandon Routh doing a video to let us know he will be the voice of our very own beef slab, Gideon. I didn't know you noticed such things. He was literally referred to as such in numerous stories. Oh, you remembered. With a Boy Scout-like figure like Gideon, the voice of a Boy Scout-like figure like Ray Palmer from the Arrowverse seems to fit fairly well. Fan reception to this announcement was very positive, and honestly, he has a great resume. Well, except for that one Superman movie no one likes to talk about. That's all for this edition. We'll see you next time. Same time, new news.